0: What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, and we are providing some constructive criticism and critiques for the Miami Dolphins defense to continue their improved play over the course of the past month of the season. Here on the show, buckle in, let's get after it. It's Locked on Dolphins.
1: You are Locked on Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host here on Locked On Dolphins, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and uh, have Fully worked through uh, the All-22 and the tape of the Dolphins' victory over the New York Jets. And um, yesterday on the show, we had the opportunity to work through the offensive side of the football and kind of provide some critiques and constructive criticisms and uh, pretty much every facet. There was a team-building dynamic there. There was a quarterback dynamic there. uh, Some offensive line observations and schematic observations. We're going to be applying some of those same things to the defensive side of the ball today. I want to thank you guys for making lock on dolphins. Your first listen in the dolphins podcast realm. There's so many great options for you guys to choose from seeing each and every one of you continue to trickle in and uh, hear my thoughts, observations on the team is really, really cool. And um, we're going to start today's podcast uh, with the trenches. Obviously, there was some news that came out uh, yesterday, and that was that uh, linebacker Brennan Scarlett, along with uh, Jamal Perry, uh, the defensive back, have been placed on injured reserve. Miami signed safety Will Parks from San Francisco uh, to take that spot, uh, that vacancy that now exists, and The departure of Brennan Scarlett uh, from what the Dolphins have at their disposal on the edge, I think is probably the best way to put it, can result in one of two things. Uh, It can either result in more play for Jalen Phillips. Not that Brennan Scarlett's really playing a ton. He played seven snaps against Buffalo the second time we played the Bills, 15 snaps against Houston, two against Baltimore, and nine against the Jets on defense. He has been a very prominent member of the Dolphins special teams units this season. He has played in 75% of the Dolphins special teams reps this season, 222 snaps. That is two snaps shy of his career high for his entire career for reps played on special teams. You can either give those marginal reps to Jalen Phillips, call it a day, or you can implement one of my first two calls to action for constructive criticism uh, for this Dolphins defense. And and I know I'm not the first one that's going to have had this first observation because I saw Chris
2: Kaufman uh, of three yards per carry had the same observation on social media just the other day. Play Zach Sealer more. (laughs) This
0: guy's really good. Uh, And and over that same four uh, game stretch that I just mentioned, as far as Brennan Scarlett and his snap volume and percentage uh, against Buffalo, the second time the Dolphins played the Bills, Sealer played 14 snaps defensively, 21 snaps against Houston, 26 snaps against Baltimore. And 19 snaps against the New York Jets. For the season, Zach Sealer is playing 40% of the defensive snaps. That snap share is down 12% from last year. And I really don't have a good explanation as to why, other than a lot of Miami's bare front looks are getting Emmanuel Agba tucked in. As one of the three down linemen. And then you got Christian Wilkins and Raquan Davis. When Raquan went on IR, the snap share for Sealer was at 51, 51, 55. Raquan returns, immediately drops to 43, 44, 41%, and then 19, 30, 36, 32 the last four weeks. The presence of Raquan Davis should not. Provide a barrier to finding opportunities to getting Zach sealer on the football field. So that would be my number one piece of constructive criticism for Miami. Even if that means you got to implement over or under fronts and find ways to put Zach as a kind of a base end, which let's like Brennan Scarlett. Like he, he gives you no value as a pass rusher off of the edge anyway, right? I think, we, I think that's a fair observation to make when you consider the fact that, that Brennan, uh, for his career, has five and a half sacks and he has no sacks this season.
2: He didn't have any sacks in Houston in 2020. Last time he logged the sack in an NFL game was 2019. So if, if this is a presence that's going to help
0: your physicality up front, right? Brennan Scarlett, 6'4", 263. You can take Zach Sealer at 295, and you can charge him with playing as a base end, understanding that this is early down looks. It's going to help you to set the line of scrimmage. You don't want him playing outside contain, but that's why he's a base end, where you're going to have a linebacker that's walked up outside or a linebacker that can scrape, exchange those gaps, and get out over top if he's stacked behind it. The other bit of constructive criticism, and I'm, I'm pretty intrigued by seeing this over the course of the last couple of weeks, is continuing to play Jerome Baker as the end man on the line of scrimmage. Miami had success with this against Baltimore, where they used him as an outside linebacker, and then they ran the safety up, outside of him and brought the extra pressure
2: with the safety. But Jerome Baker was still technically lining up in a three, four outside linebacker. Look that intrigues me. You saw some more of this, uh, this
0: past week against the jets, but you also had opportunities where Miami went and they emptied the chamber and they were up in their zero looks. And they had these linebackers mugged up in the interior gaps like Jerome walked up over top of a guard or potentially walked up in an A-gap when they double-mugged the center and had two guys looming over either shoulder of the center. And the Jets' response to some of these zero looks, especially when it was not third and long, was to run the football. And you watched Jerome Baker on a couple of these instances – Including the big run by Michael Carter that set up the touchdown run in the first quarter of the game, gets stuck on blocks by interior offensive linemen. So Jalen Phillips was walked up outside. Jerome Baker's walked up on the guard, and the guard, who was Elijah Vertuck Tucker, the left guard, got really sticky on Jerome and was able to gain not just lateral width and leverage on this run to the left, but also managed to work this block upfield because he's, he's obviously got a lot of weight and mass advantage on Jerome Baker. So if you want to play really physical up front, you're going to charge your outside guys with contain. I think Jerome Baker, if you're going to play him on the line of scrimmage, Never mind his first step quickness and the success that he does have at times as a pressure player and blitz player. Now, I'm not saying you're going to play him there on first and 10, but when you get into your intermediate looks
2: and you want to give some zero looks, continuing to play Jerome up on the edge as an
0: outside man can kind of help you maintain your fits in the run game if teams are now going to try to wide zone you and stretch this and run away from the free runner when you get into your zero looks and it's not third and 15 where you have to pass the football,
2: Just some food for thought,
0: some observations. I like seeing the evolution of implementation of some of these guys, your own Baker included. Uh, And this outside linebacker stuff, I think is, is something I want to continue to see more of, especially compared to walking him up, um,
2: on running in instances in which running is a viable possibility uh, versus being inside it's Thanksgiving. And we know what that means. It's time for a day filled with football.
0: Nothing goes better with football and Turkey than betting Bet online has you covered for all holiday season bets with props, odds and lines more than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and they are stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: My next bit of constructive criticism for the Dolphins defense. This is a team building uh, criticism. This is not a critique of play on the field. Let's get these deals done for Emmanuel Agba and Christian Wilkins. Obviously, Mike Kasecki goes into this bucket and somebody's going to say, Well, what about Mike? And like, <laughs> I get it. But we're talking the defensive side of the ball today. And Christian Wilkins absolutely has earned this contract extension just as much as Emmanuel Agba has. Wilkins has been very, Very good this season. The only complaints that you could maybe have is that there's been some opportunities in the backfield, some splash plays that he's left on the table uh, by not finishing and tackling. Um, But just, just watch Christian play and admire the test that he can be. And I mean that in the best way possible uh, to always, be in somebody's face, always play through the end of the whistle. And then you take that and you, you add in, he has really bright flashes in pressure opportunities. And he's been a very, very strong performer against the run this year. So Miami's played 11 games. Uh, He is within two of his career high for run stops uh, through 11 games. He's played 214 snaps against the run this season. Uh, He's rushed the passer 260 times. He's dropped into coverage five times. Uh, His rookie season, he had 29 run stops. Last year, 30 run stops. This year, through 11 games, 28. It's one of the highest scoring run stop defenders in the league. Uh, He's getting involved on offense a little bit. Uh, Obviously, the short yardage fullback opportunities. I would never sign a fullback. I would just let Christian Wilkins have that job because he, he put Calais Campbell on his butt against Baltimore. Calais Campbell guys, <laughs> six, seven, 310 pounds, former all pro Calais Campbell and Wilkins like flat backed him on the goal line. The versatility that Christian brings is uh, very, very valuable odd front, even front three tech
2: four. eye. Fives, you name it. Run, pass, special teams, plays on the field goal team, plays on short
0: yardage offense. And the longer you wait, this is what we now have to be mindful of. The longer you wait, if the play, caliber of play continues, you are only going to invite a higher check to be signed. Than if you are proactive and try to get this deal done sooner rather than later. Now, of course, the million dollar question is what Christian Wilkins is. You know, we've talked a lot about Agba. Agba's probably, I was hopeful that you might get a deal done for 15 million per, uh, not after the season that he's having now. Well, this is probably 18. This is probably like the Trey Flowers deal that we signed that, that we didn't sign, that we let Detroit sign. Uh, that was 19 million. I would expect AGBA is going to be in that 17 and a half, 18 million dollar uh, ballpark. As far as defensive tackles, here's what we need to know. Here are the top salaries for defensive tackles. As of the 2021 season, as of this point in time, there are three that are making twenty million dollars plus per season. Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner, and Chris Jones. I don't think anybody's gonna put Christian Wilkins in that bucket. Jonathan Allen, 18 million per. Kenny Clark, 17 and a half. Fletcher Cox, 17. Thus far. I wouldn't put Christian Wilkins in this stratosphere, and I don't think Wilkins' camp themselves could make the argument that he belongs in this bucket. Uh, number eight is Cameron Hayward,
2: 16-4. Here's where it gets interesting. DJ Reader, ninth 13 and a quarter.
0: So it's a drop of over $3 million from 8th to ninth. I think this is the void that... that Wilkins's camp would probably try to fill in the blanks on. javon Hargrave, 13. Another drop of two and a half million to Eddie Goldman, nose tackle, 10 and a half. Dalvin Tomlinson, nose tackle, 10 and a half. Brandon Williams nose tackle, 10 and a half. Grover Stewart, 10 and a quarter. And at number 15, the only other defensive tackle in the NFL to have an annual average salary averaging 10 million dollars or more per season. Jordan Phillips that Jordan Phillips and don't worry he's way overpaid so don't feel bad about seeing him on this list there's two voids and the Dolphins are probably going to push to fill the bottom one and the the camp for uh, Wilkins is probably going to push to fill the top one the top void is between Cameron Hayward and DJ Reader 16.4 to 13 and a quarter they'll say let's fill in that gap preferably closer to Cameron Hayward and the Dolphins camp could probably come back and say, "Well, you know, DJ Reader's a contract you want to use as a threshold. That's fine. Uh, how about the gap between him and Javon Hargrave at thirteen million per to Eddie Goldman at ten and a half? Let's fill that in. So, if we're setting expectations, we're looking at around eleven to fourteen million dollars per season. And I understand for a guy who doesn't get a lot of sacks, for a guy who." Uh, plays his role and does a lot of things, but doesn't have the eyeball grabbing statistic that might feel like a lot of money because it is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for anybody in any occupation ever. Right. Besides like the Jeff Bezos is of the world. But when you again, consider that this, Salary cap is set to feature rapid expansion. Christian Wilkins is one of your leaders in the locker room, leaders by both action and word. Um, he was, especially if this regime is back, he was hand selected by this regime as their number one draft choice to be a tone setter.
2: I can think of plenty worse salaries. Even if he gets $13 million, I get plenty worse values in the NFL than $13 million
0: spent on Christian Wilkins. And if you'd like to, let's go ahead and work through some of those worse values. Jared Goff, 33 and a half. Okay, that's, that's almost three. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27 and a half. That's two of the contract that we're talking about. Well, Kyle, quarterbacks don't count. Come on.
2: That's fine. Right now, Julio Jones, 22 million per big Tennessee's getting a lot of bang for their buck on that one. Frank
0: Clark at 20.8, um, three years ago, two years ago, that'd be perfectly fine this year. Not so much. Say what you will about how good Ronnie Stanley Stanley is, the offensive tackle for Baltimore, and he got paid a new contract. He's getting almost $20 million per. Uh, he's been injured in each of the last
2: two seasons. Von Miller, $19 million. Not the player that he was, Kenny Galladay. Here's
0: one, $18 million. Go look at Kenny Galladay's stats. Or better yet, go watch any New York Giants football game and tell me Kenny Galladay... Um, for as bad of a signing as that Will Fuller was, never mind the fact that you could say, hey, we're going to take Will Fuller's contract off the books and just swap it out to keep Christian Wilkins, and at least you're getting an ROI on your investment. Trey Flowers, $18 million. Allen Robinson, same thing. Look at his production this year. There's no questioning he's a, a good football player, and he's probably a better wide
2: receiver than Christian Wilkins as a defensive tackle. Jamal Adams. He's been woefully bad. D Ford, 17 million. C.J. Mosley, 17 million. The list. it continues to go on, too. Leonard Floyd, 16 million.
0: So there's bad contracts that exist out here, and Christian Wilkins is going to be multiple millions of dollars
2: short of each and every one of these. So you get the opportunity to get this thing done, I would get it done. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for any amount of time has heard the rave
0: reviews that I have for Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They got 100% chocolate on all their bars. But that's not the most interesting part for me about Built Bar right, right now because I get a sample box. From built bar in the mail the other day and it had their built puffs and i thought built bars were good and they are because they are the world's best protein bar but whatever is going on with these go puffs built puffs if built bar is a top of the first round protein bar the built puffs are a generational talent They're the Andrew Luck of protein bars. These things are amazing. (laughs) They are like 150 calories. They got over 20 grams of protein. They're so good, 100% chocolate. Right now, you visit billbar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That's billbar.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: My next constructive criticism for the Dolphins and their def- the defensive side of the football is to add all of the linebackers. This offseason, linebacker is one of those positions that kind of gets some flack for being antiquated and, and paying linebackers is kind of foolish and foolhardy. And investing premium draft assets in linebackers is foolish and foolhardy because the game's transitioning away from those guys. And I hear what the argument is there. I do.
2: But generally speaking, if you find. Linebackers that are capable of doing
0: it all, they are very, very valuable because they are taking the role of three separate players and they are filling all of those with one roster spot. Never mind the fact that you can do more to hide your intentions as a team by having more versatility. Because if I take the second linebacker spot the Dolphins are using, opposite Jerome Baker, and I am applying personnel identification, and I see the Dolphins have Elan and Roberts on the field. That tells me one thing. If it is instead Duke Riley, I know it's probably something different. Right? So trying to find players that can fulfill multiple roles is a very – Important part of what this defense does when they try to confuse you, right? And I look at the available free agents at the linebacker position this offseason. A
2: couple names that interest me. Uh, Jayon Brown, Tennessee Titans. Current existing salary
0: of $5.3 million. That's one to watch. A.J. Johnson, Denver Broncos, big physical guy. Uh, Would expect from a financials perspective, this is a uh, friendly opportunity. Uh, He's getting less than $3.5 million this year. Because, again, linebackers are perceived as antiquated. Anthony Walker Jr. signed a one-year $3 million deal in Cleveland with the Browns. He's 26 years old. He is very much up my alley. Uh, He was the guy who was in Indianapolis opposite Darius Leonard, who helped really forge a a strong spine to that defense in the middle. That's kind of it for, no, that's not true. Kenny Young with the Denver Broncos is one that's interesting to me.
2: Oren Burks, young guy with Green Bay, stepped into a bigger role this year. Some
0: names to watch, but then also there's a lot of linebacker talent on day two of this year's NFL draft that if you're going to try to find complementary pieces to to fit what you're doing, you know and we've already talked a little bit about Elanine Roberts how we'd like to have Elanine Roberts back, but preferably in a special teams type role because some of the linebackers that we perceive you know at, at least over at the draft network uh, to be day one or day two prospects of the linebacker position. Devin Lloyd, who we've raved about from the University of Utah, uh, Nicole Dean, uh, George Bulldogs, six foot, 225. Uh, he's a, a pressure player and plays in coverage and, and makes a lot of plays all over the place. The big question there is he's playing behind probably three, four top 100 picks on the Georgia defensive line. Uh, Christian Harrison, Henry Toto from Alabama. Right now, the draft network has both of those guys as second round prospects. Brandon Smith, the linebacker from Penn State, who's, I think, the closest you're going to get to Isaiah Simmons in this year's class. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone, uh, another undersized kind of chase backer. Uh, Mike Jones, Jr., LSU Tigers, Chad Muma, Wyoming. Uh, we just did a... Uh, Player presentation from him on our scouting team on uh, Tuesday. And there were some really good linebackers that were invoked uh, when talking about him. Leo Chenal, uh, linebacker from Wisconsin. He's kind of an old school 6'2, 250, a uh, lot of pressure on his resume. He's blitzed a lot in Jim Leonard's Wisconsin Badgers defense. He's very good at it. Uh, kind of reminds me of some Brian Cushing esque type reps. Uh, Jack Campbell. Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, another 6'5", 6'6", 245-pound backer, um, another candidate potentially to sneak into the, fir- the first two days of the draft. So there's a lot of linebacker talent. And if you want to maximize your versatility, your confusion ability, you need to get more dynamic with more pieces and not just ask Jerome Baker to fill in 18 different spots, and then have the other one be either it's a run player in and Roberts, or as a pass player in Duke Riley. So just you know, some observations, <laughs> just some things that I'm observing along the way. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We will have a show. you are going to talk ten things we are thankful for with the 2021 Miami Dolphins, a show I'm looking forward to, a little bit of optimism amid a three-game win streak the Dolphins are currently on. And, uh, yeah, make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to the show. Fins up. Make it a good Wednesday. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.